Funding for Still Newtown is made possible in part by a grant from Connecticut Humanities. This is Still Newtown. I'm Davis Donovan. Scarlett Lewis remembers the first time she visited a farm of nearly four acres for sale in Newtown, Connecticut. It would become her home and a place to raise children. We pull into the driveway and it's just like this idyllic antique house with an antique barn and just this little plot of land and it was so green and birds were singing and it was just so peaceful. You know, you're we're actually sitting on my back deck right now and you're looking out onto the property and this is what I wanted for my boys is to grow up outside, getting dirt under their fingernails and just playing like kids and and that's what they did. Her older son, JT, and her younger son, Jesse. Jesse was six when he died at Sandy Hook Elementary School 10 years ago. He was like the perfect dichotomy because he was a rough and tumble little boy. He wore cowboy boots. Of course, I do too, but, um, you know, and we wear rubber boots around here. And uh, he was just really strong, very mature for his age. But he would come in in the morning and uh, with his blankie and ruffled hair and I would be sitting sipping my coffee having a few moments of peace and he would walk in and crawl into my lap and we'd have this little snuggling session and I remember uh like that was one of my first thoughts when he was murdered is like that's gone gone Jesse was praised as a hero afterwards children told investigators that Jesse yelled to other students to run during a critical moment some of his fellow students ran to safety. After the tragedy, Scarlett couldn't bring herself to go back to the farmhouse at first. My mom lives in the same town, across town. And so I had originally gone to her house thinking, I will never go back there. I will walk in and I, I couldn't imagine seeing his boots and his coats hanging up on the coat rack and his toothbrush and you know, whatever PJs he had thrown off onto the floor in, in the hurry to get dressed that morning. And, uh, but I, I did want, it was really important for me to dress him in his casket. And I remember wanting those clothes to be handpicked by me and to be very warm because it was cold. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's how I was thinking. Scarlett did go back home shortly after the tragedy. She walked into her kitchen and saw the little chalkboard she set up for family notes. On it was a message Jesse had written. She hadn't noticed it before. Three words, nurturing, healing, love, phonetically spelled, because he was in first grade and just learning to write. And I was shocked and stunned. But my purpose was given to me in that moment. That was the message I needed to spread. She says she walked back into the world with a plan already forming. And I even stood up at Jesse's funeral and I said, the tragedy started with an angry thought and it escalated. If he could have given and received nurturing, healing love, the tragedy would never have happened. It was so simple. Think about it. <laughs> People who are uh, loved and can give love, who are connected, who feel like they belong, who can cope with pain, which we all feel, pain and hurt, 
they're not gonna wanna hurt themselves or hurt other people. It was so simple, but obviously simple isn't always easy. And so that started me on my path towards starting the Jesse Lewis Choose Love Movement, which I did in January of 2013. I mean, I wasted no time. Scarlett Lewis's Choose Love Movement, named for her son Jesse, was one of several organizations started by parents soon after the tragedy at Sandy Hook Elementary School. I wanted to keep our kids safe. I knew what happened at Sandy Hook was 100% preventable. I knew the way that we are going about it doesn't work. Well, that's obvious. Scarlett went to a professor at Western Connecticut State University with her idea. And I said, how do I get this into classrooms? I need to amplify this in schools and then homes and communities, starting with schools. How do I do this? And he said it's called social-emotional learning. Traditional social-emotional learning is taught through techniques that help people manage emotions and learn empathy, among other feelings and behaviors. And these are just sim simply essential life skills, and they are relationship skills, they're self-awareness, uh, you know, how am I feeling right now, and what do I need to do to feel better <laughs> in a positive way? Social awareness, it is emotional management. So when I feel these feelings arise in me, I can label them, even anger. Anger never happens in a vacuum. There's always an underlying feeling. And if you can't identify the underlying feeling, you can't manage your anger. Scarlett Lewis created a curriculum that incorporates these ideas, working with a team of experts and educators, many of them volunteers. She named it after her son, the Jesse Lewis Choose Love Movement. According to the organization, the program is in more than 10,000 schools in every state in more than 120 countries, and it reaches more than 3 million kids. Choose Love is big on social media. Its YouTube page documents Scarlett's travels and stories from schools that use the curriculum. That's from one trip to a kindergarten class in Rhode Island. Teacher Colleen McIntyre uses the Choose Love program. She's got a nook in her kindergarten classroom decked out with stuffed ducks and a big comfy pillow with hearts on it. She calls it her Choose Love corner. And available to kids for whatever reason they need, whether they're sad, frustrated, hungry, tired, unknown feeling, um, they can come here, they can hold a pillow, talk to the Choose Love Duck, grab a little book, and just kind of gather their thoughts together until they're ready to talk about the problem with me. Scarlett Lewis says it's an easy way for teachers to help children reestablish control over themselves. And, uh, and when you feel like you're out of control, your locus of control is outside of you, you feel like things happen to you. You feel like you're helpless to do anything about it. That leads to hopelessness and that leads to anger. That is not a good feeling. So the formula is designed to bring that locus of control back inside you so that you make things happen. I'm, I'm doing my brave pose right now. The word brave is mentioned a lot in the program. There's a lesson from Corinne Winter, who runs a partner organization that works with Jesse Lewis Choose Love. She shows kids how to do what's called a brave breath. It's something kids can do before a stressful moment, like maybe a test. So let's close our eyes. 
and relax the muscles in the face. So take a slow, deep breath in and a slow, deep breath out. Inhaling, feeling the belly rise and exhale, feeling the belly fall. The belly is just rising and falling just like a balloon, rising above all things, just like you when you're courageous and rising above all things that challenge you. Charles, what's something nice you could do for a friend? Don't snatch people's toys that they're playing with. Here's a teacher in Stamford, Connecticut, applying the Choose Love program. What could you do instead? You could ask. Scarlett says she came into this without a lot of experience, but what she read confirmed what she'd already seen. There are decades of research on the benefits of teaching kids this, including responsible decision-making. Our power as human beings is in our ability to choose from moment to moment how we thoughtfully respond to situations from just interaction right here, right now, sitting at my table on the porch with you to a tragedy being able to take our personal power back and thoughtfully respond. Literally, despite the tragedy, my life is exponentially better because I have these skills and tools. I'm able to manage my emotions, even the very difficult ones. And it doesn't mean that I don't continue to grieve. I do. I actually cry every day, but I also feel joy every day. I experience micro moments of love every day, all day long. And it is everything. This is Still Newtown from WSHU Public Radio. In the next episode, the Barden family lost their youngest son, Daniel, in the shooting. How Mark Barden and his older daughter found closeness through music. Still Newtown is sound designed by John Pino. Our fact checkers are Janet Curtis, Margaret Osborne, Melanie Formosa, and Mallory Lawrence. Our editor is Cindy Carpian. Our assistant producer is Sabrina Garone. Our interns, Paul Keegan, Megan Briggs, Isabella Giardina, and Hilary Jean-Bart. The executive editors are Terry Sheridan and J.D. Allen. And our media partner on Still Newtown is the Newtown Bee. I'm Davis Donovan. <laughs>